Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 118 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my guest today is Anthea Mumby. And we talk about navigating family dynamics confidently. We talk about how to look at family dynamics and conflict resolution. And even in terms of borrowing transferable skills from other areas of life that you've mastered and applying that to your family relationship, communication, careers, and all those different areas. And really talking about how to navigate those difficult times so you can ride the waves like Anthea likes to say. So let me introduce you to Anthea. Working in and owning a family business for over 40 years, Anthea Mumby has a passion for helping family businesses ride the waves of business successfully. Over the decades of her family business ownership, she led her company to specialize in design professional insurance niche, created and executed an inspiring vision, managed a team of 15, and navigated the sale of her seven-figure business. These days, Anthea and her dream team help family-owned businesses that are dealing with with a disruption. The easiest way to get help now is by going to ridethewavesguide.ca to get a free guide today. Here is Anthea. Welcome, Anthea. I am so pleased to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thanks, Juliana. It's uh, great to be here. Yes. And I'm very excited for this conversation. You are the first guest speaking on this topic today. And I'm just really excited to see all the wonderful things that I know you're going to share with us today. So let's just get us started by sharing with us what is your take on confidence? What does that mean to you? Mm, Great question. Uh, Confidence for me, it really, it starts from within and it starts from knowing ourselves and who we are and what our purpose is. And when we have that clarity, it it just helps us to have that confidence and to show up as a confident person. And, you know, for me, a lot of the times what I've learned over the years is about saying more and more often saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, to other things and, you know, other agendas uh, and, you know, sometimes other people and saying more yes to myself mm-hmm. and my purpose. Yes, spot on. I'm very aligned at that definition. And I think what is said is so true is that it's very much, I think we're most confident when we are most authentic and we're most authentic when we are actually saying yes to ourselves, right? And it's exactly what you described. And I think, I was giving a talk last night. We're talking about this a little bit, saying how confidence is circumstantial, right? If you're putting yourself in a set of circumstances that you don't want to be there or you don't feel that that is your a match for where you are at in your life and your career, you're not going to feel confident. It's just like natural, right? Um, yeah. But I love how you attach it to purpose. And I think that is absolutely true. 
So thank you. Yeah, and in terms you. of our topic today, mm -hmm. and I'm excited to chat with you about this because I know you have such a wealth of expertise in the business sense. And I think it's really special, the fact that you chose to work specifically with family-owned businesses. I think that's really beautiful and also very needed, right? Because, you know, looking even back at my family that in, in Brazil that had businesses together and to see the dynamics, like it was probably a lot harder you know, <laughs> to resolve conflict and things because people just knew each other so deeply and they knew what their buttons were to be pushed, you know, all those things. Oh, yeah. But what I also wanted to chat with you about is how to transfer some of those skills that we develop working, you know, in a business setting to even mm -hmm. dealing with our own families at home, personal conflicts and things like that. So let's just get started by you telling us a little bit about what you do and how do you help business, family-owned businesses these days? Sure. So typically when a family business is coming to me um, as a consultant, um, they're in a place of um, disruption. They've got a challenge going on and they're, they're just stuck. They're feeling very stuck and overwhelmed. And even though they work in that family business together, um, whether it's, you know, a couple or, or siblings, you know, a group of people, People, they still feel very alone and they're in that you know that fishbowl a lot of the times where um yeah they just need some help getting getting through a challenge and a disruption and this is where I help them as uh, as a consultant through that that uh, challenge in that area of difficulty um, to get to a place where um, it's, you know, they, they feel more confident about the future and where they're going with their business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if you were to take, so let's just say communication as maybe the first layer to explore, right? Mm -hmm. That, and then we take that from the family business, maybe transfer that to like the family environment. Mm -hmm. How would somebody go about feeling confident in communicating with another family member when they perceive there will be conflict for whatever right. the reasons or the circumstances? What are some yeah. perspective shifts that we can have? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it kind of comes back to that whole like know yourself and uh, you know, as as we go through our life experience and our journey, um, we may find we start to identify certain um, triggers, certain things that cause us maybe to react in a way um, that is going to create more conflict and isn't necessarily going to benefit either us or our family and the family dynamic. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, the first thing is always to kind of try and, you know, step back uh, a little bit uh, from that, um, that trigger or that, that challenge. And um, yeah, just, just look at it and consider it and, you know, look at what the perspective is uh, that you have around that and how, how you're approaching that. Mm -hmm. I often feel like even looking back at my own life, reflecting at some conflictual situations that a lot of times when I did similar things to what you said on myself, it was almost like 
in a surprising way transformational to what the actual difficult conversation was like, right? As yeah. opposed to preparing necessarily for quotations, the battle <laughs> ahead. It was actually more working on my perception, right? Of what if I was right, wrong, fair, unfair, and all those things. So how, if you're aligned with that concept, how would somebody go about working on self in preparation for having a difficult conversation with a family member? Mm. Yeah, so for me, um, and what I advise my clients to do is just to call that time out um, to, you know, if things are getting heated, or there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, disruptive energy, call the time out, you know, and it and it's okay to say, you know what, I need to just take a little break from this right now. And um, just go and, and find a way that works. Uh, for you, um, whether that's meditation, maybe it's journaling, maybe it's going for a walk or, you know, something mm -hmm. that allows you to kind of breathe and get some perspective around this, this conflict that's shown up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that part is important, right? Because when we are in the heat of the moment, like our ability to make choices are a little bit more limited, or we get into maybe an emotional train of thought and we stay there, right? So it's kind of taking that step back in that perspective. And one of the things too that has helped me quite a bit, and I, I know we're not on video, so others couldn't see and I don't have it on my desk, but um, I practice um, back flower essences for for many years now. And that is something that my family used for over 20 years as mm -hmm. in Canada, it is labeled as a uh, flower essence, but I think in the States it's under the homeopathic remedies section anyways. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Back was a medical doctor. He crafted the essences in the 1920s, late twenties before he passed. And there's one in particular that now we can find very easily in grocery stores. I think in the UK, it's actually on train stations next to Advil like, because he was a British doctor. And uh. it is called, uh, it's, a, the, it's like a yellow one called Rescue. And it is a spray. And basically all it does, right? It, it really changes. It only works in our emotional system. And it has been so interesting because I've used that a, for a long time with clients. I make like custom blends and things. But that one you buy at the store, it's scary in your purse. And I find that it just kind of almost like breaks that cycle, <laughs> you know, the stress cycle. It almost like makes room so that you can maybe digest the emotions in the moment, right? So it's a random thought. I was not planning on sharing this. <laughs> just came. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But it's very no, much I'm the concept, right? It's a tool yeah. that can be yeah. used. Hey there. Are you a woman who has spent most of your adult years feeling like you lack motivation to take care of your body should it be eat the right foods exercise or make time for yourself and the things you love to do instead of putting everyone else's needs and problems ahead of yourself do you start something new maybe a new diet and you have tons of excitement and even take the time to create an elaborate plan only to lose motivation when not seeing results, and then going through the guilt and frustration cycle of repeating the same patterns again and again, wishing you had more willpower? Well, if you answer yes to any of these questions, then I have something to share with you that will forever change how you look at motivation. 
going from this unattainable concept to an actual formula you can repeat again and again to turn every goal into reality. If you want to uncover your own source of endless motivation and how to tap it into it anytime you want, even through the emotional roller coaster that is modern life stress, then go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash motivation to learn more. I'm a, I'm a big essential oil person myself. So, you know, that's another one of my tools is just sometimes I'll just put a couple of, you know, essential oils on my hands and just like breathe that in and just kind of help, exactly. you know, adjusting uh, the, um, yeah, the emotions and, and where, where I'm at. So, yeah. Yeah. And what I love about that is that whatever the tool is, and for some, like my grandpa, late grandfather, he used to have, uh, and it's like literally, I think probably inspired by soccer because we're from Brazil, but it was like the magical spray. So you would actually just use your finger and make the sound like sound. Right. And it was almost like if somebody said something that was really negative or he would just fake spray you like all over right Uh, and it's funny because it's those little things but if you make that a ritual some clients that have like that's when they pause in the drink three sips of water it's almost like an intentional break Mm -hmm. to break the cycle right Mm -hmm. so that you can Mm -hmm. actually get back into your self-governance think (laughs) and then make the next step so i I love that and i think essential oils or whatever tool that people use i think can be so powerful in bringing back control right so we can have those conversations the next question for you and because it's something that related to before and i think that is kind of like getting into that world of boundaries right so you mentioned Mm -hmm. about saying yes to self and in many instances, that would also mean say no to some people, events, family. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And I know that is for a lot of women, a very difficult skill to master, right? So talk to us a little bit about it, like your experience exploring the yeses, the no's, and how do you see the dynamic? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so boundaries. Um, if I think about it in terms of, you know, that the family dynamics side of things, I think it's, it's good to um, make sure that there is clarity around, you know, what are the boundaries, like, what are the things that are kind of hard stop, non negotiable, like, you know, this, this is outside of the boundaries. And then but at the same time, allowing space for um, you know, creativity and, and, you know, for children to have different approaches in different ways. Like, you know, our daughter, we had her doing so many different things as, as a child and as a young adult. And we wanted her to have all those experiences and try different things and see where, where she ended up. Yeah. But she knew there were certain boundaries that were like non-negotiable that, um, you know, needed to be respected in mm-hmm. our household. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot of the times just so much is changing and all the busy worlds that we're in and things happening. I think sometimes we just need to maybe go back to well, what are the boundaries? Like, what are the values? Um, what is it that um, we're creating um, as a family uh, together? Um, mm-hmm. And with that, then, you know, it's that reminder so that everybody goes, oh, yeah, you know, this this is what we've agreed upon. 
And now we'll make a better effort to to live that way and respect that. Mm-hmm. I love the way you describe about your daughter specifically. I think there's such a gentle, you know, beautiful, flowy way to do that. Like the way that I described, that's the energy that I felt as you're describing it, that, you know, you're still giving her all this freedom to explore all the different things. Like even looking at my life, I did too. Like we did ballet, we were swimmers, like, you know, it was all those different things. Like, and I'm a very artistic person, even though I did not, I pursued science as my career. Right. But mm-hmm. we were exposed just so much. But like you said, there's all those unwritten rules that, you know, this is what respect looks like. This is your commitment in the, you know, into going to school and studying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> things that I love to do. So it was easy for me to do. But at the same time, right. I think having that structure in place, right. And in a scenario that a family maybe for whatever circumstances don't have a lot of that in place, you know, you mentioned values. And I think in a business, it's, I think a lot more easy for us to think, yes, core values is what my business stands for. But I don't think a lot of people do the same for their personal life, right? Like we we kind of have them, but it's more unwritten. And I know you do a lot of work and values and vision. So talk to us a little bit about how would somebody tap into the vision for their personal life? Let's just say they're very successful in their business. They've done the work. How can they transfer, you know, that into their personal life? Yeah, great question. Um, so... It's really about getting that clarity around um, the person's purpose and their core values. And from that, bringing that into um, their just their awareness and part of the family. Again, it's part of that, you know, here's who, you know, this person is and their values and who this person is and their values and then kind of taking it all and and making a collective um you know vision around that uh that will serve each member of that you know that team that family team Mm -hmm. and you know the the family unit itself in harmony Mm -hmm. and i think that is so important because when you understand not just your value structure, which a lot of times, even if we don't have a clear definition, we have a sense, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. But once you understand the other person's, as long as you speak in their values, you can get what you want, right? And I'll give a slightly personal example, but my dad had hurt his arm and my parents are golfers and my mom, and you could tell every time he went to the golf course that he, after swinging the golf club, like he was compensating. Like sometimes you would actually hear him go, oh, like, but he would still go golfing, right? <laughs> and my mom really wanted him to go to the physiotherapist. <laughs> and by telling him how important it was for his health, it was actually not enough to get him to go there. So right. I said to my mom, you know, let's shift this and speak to him about how this is going to actually prevent him from impairing his golfing skills down the road. Like make yeah. it about the golfing, not the health, because even though yeah. health should actually be a priority, it's not everybody's right. And I think that is just yeah. the honest truth. And, and he did go to, to physiotherapy yeah. <laughs> after yeah. and he worked on his arm. Right. So I yeah. think it's such a gentle switch but it's being right. really aware of what the other person in your family actually cares about and then funneling whatever you want them to do through that. So everybody feels 
that they're getting what they want, right? Out of that situation. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm smiling as you're saying this mm-hmm. because it's such a great story and it's making me reflect on um, our this past summer um, and, you know, we were at our lake and my husband was out every single, mo- almost every morning at, you know, 6, 7 a.m. water skiing. And then at the end of the day, he would go out there again and he'd be skiing hard and he hasn't water skied in decades. Um, but he really got back into it because it was something he did when he was in his youth and he's nice. been having so much fun. And I've kind of been saying to myself, oh my goodness, like, oh, you're pushing it a little hard. Like it's, you know, you're going from like zero to 150. <laughs> and and then, but then I had to, you know, I step back and I go, but you know what? Like this is, this is joy, right? This giving him so much joy and, yeah. and, and, you know, and it's supporting one of his, you know, values of, of having fun and playfulness, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, the point about uh, helping, you know, what you did in terms of saying, well, this is will impact you in terms of like golfing later on. Maybe, maybe that's something I'll kind of gently share with my husband <laughs> at some point. Right. Yeah. 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 Because I think the moment you speak to what is most important to the person, then yeah. their heart opens, right? But the moment that we speak to what's important to us, if it's not a match to what is important to them, the heart closes and it becomes mm-hmm. just a much harder conversation. And I think that is a very applicable skills in business and personal life, right? Because it's yes. all people <laughs> in yeah. one way or another. We're all people, you know, just interacting this beautiful mosaic that we call life. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, in terms of getting a little bit more practical, so say somebody said, okay, I want to determine what my, you know, value structure looks like, mm-hmm. where would they start? Okay, so this is one of my favorite questions, and it's about looking at some of the most significant decisions mm-hmm. that you've made. Um, look at the last week, and what were some some of the most impactful decisions that you made in could be in your business, could be your personal life. But from those decisions, you will see and and from the actions that you took as a result of those decisions, then you can see the values that are showing up because it's all you're acting according to your values. We're Mm -hmm. acting according to our values all the time. Yeah. So when we, we, if we feel like, I'm just not sure, you know, and and there's tools you can do online that, you know, value assessments and things Mm -hmm, as well mm -hmm. that are available. But if you want a a different approach or you want to test what you've maybe gotten from an online report, Mm -hmm. then again, I would say, go back to some of your most recent decisions. And from there, you will see what, what's showing up. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. I love that concept too, because I've done a lot of the trainings and, you know, processes is all the more structured, the longer ones. And I find sometimes and even recommend that to clients. And sometimes people get a little lost because I think the line in between values and goals get really kind of like intertwined, right? That people mm-hmm. feel that these are the things I would like to be, whereas our values very much, like you said, is already the truth about who we are, right? It's the motive of why every muscle moves. <laughs> it's yeah. not what we're pursuing. It's actually the essence of self, right? Uh, and I find some of those exercises, they're a little bit more 
future pacing, right? What you're telling us to do is actually measure looking back and say what has actually happened. <laughs> so I think that's brilliant. Yeah. And it's yeah. true, it's easier, right? right? To look at evidence yeah. rather than confusing the lines of what am I, what I want to be and those different things. Yeah, yeah that's wonderful. Yeah. And then yeah. so let's just say that we'll look back and I'll use myself as an example. So for all the different times I've done that, I'll say learning, teaching, in the areas of business, wealth building, and science, I've always been the three things I've always loved to. And business itself, running, scaling, growing my business. Those are the, the top three for me. And yeah. surprises some people because health, family, those things are much lower in my value structure. And mm -hmm. for a while, it really confused me because my family is absolutely important to me. Yeah. But what I have come to realize is that it is not an area necessarily that I perceive a big void. It is an area that just works. It's an area that's effortless. It's always, <laughs> you know, it's there's no chase in there. It's just nurturing, right? So yeah. what is your take on our values being kind of driven by what we feel we have voids in life? Like, do you agree with that perspective or do you have a different way to look at it? So our values being and um, where there's a void in our life and a value is is uh, showing up differently. Yeah. 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 So from like, well, like I, I study and follow Dr. Demartini's for a long time and he basically equates our values with the other side of the voids. Right. And he mm -hmm. says that that's why for us, I love learning that is usually a value that doesn't shift much because no matter how much you learn, there's so much more to learn. So the void is never fulfilled, right? Uh, Whereas, right. for example, if now you have a new baby, right? Uh, that shifts the priorities because now there's this void or keeping the baby safe, alive and raising the child, which before the void wasn't there. So I wouldn't know where the baby stores are in the mall, right? So right. he equates it almost in parallel and helps us look back and say, okay, these instances in my life or childhood have been the driving forces of why I value this and um, why maybe family is not high on my list because I don't perceive a void in there. <laughs> hey there, have you heard of my new book, Release? A Woman's Guide to Releasing Weight in Midlife Through Becoming a Body's Best Friend? If not, go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book or click the link in the show notes below to learn more and to see if this is the right book for you. I wrote this book for women to read before your next diet. And this is not a book about weight loss, another diet trend, or a magical solution you have not tried yet. This is instead a rebellion against hating our bodies and trying to change who we are. Together, we will release all that no longer serves you so you can get the body you want and make midlife the best and healthiest years of your life. I cannot wait for you to get the book, so go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book to learn more. Now, back to the episode. Right. So okay. I was just kind of curious on your take on it from all the knowledge you have on this field. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't actually studied um, much of uh, Dr. Martini's work, Martini's work. So that's interesting. You know, I've never really reflected on that. And that's pro probably a good kind of takeaway, you know, for me to think, OK, well, where is that 
where is that void and how is that showing up in in my life like you know I know for sure like I'm the same as you Juliana with the growth thing like if I'm not learning something every day like listening to a podcast like it's like my oxygen like I yes I can't function I can't I just can't function and I got even this morning I got thrown off because we had to we had to do something first thing this morning and I didn't get my time to you know do my my podcasting or my reading or whatever so it's like I've been kind of a little wonky today you know as as a result um but yeah there's probably some aspects in there you know for for me to look at okay well you know where is that where is that void and you know if if there is and you know how is that showing up for me at at this at this stage of my life so interesting And I think one of the things I've contemplated since, you know, learning this is not necessarily void in a negative sense, but I think the word void sometimes has a little bit of a negative connotation to it, right? So it's not so much void in the sense of lack, but for example, if you have a little baby in a family, either as a mom or, you know, a different family member, it's not, the baby's adding, right? (laughs) To the the family, it's not that there's a void there, but the void, I think, is in the knowledge of how to take care of that baby to give the baby's best choice right Right. so it could have even been in a very positive sense but you know our pursuit of learning is because when we learn something new it's so fulfilling Mm -hmm. that in order to fulfill we have to avoid that gap of knowing something new that needs Mm -hmm. to be filled every day right Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and then looking back like if I go back to my childhood it's like why is it so important to me you know, I can very clear pinpoint that in Brazil with such competition in the country, for you to be the best, you have to be top one to three. Otherwise, you just wouldn't get next oh. to the next level. So right. learning could actually even be equated to survival <laughs> in my yeah. child's perception, right? Yeah. You know, and then it just became such a passion. Like you said, it's like oxygen. I do it for mm-hmm. pleasure, not for duty, right? Uh, um, yeah. And I think it's so interesting and I'm fascinated by this topic. So I love to hear you. You know, that's how I was picking your brain on it to see how do you see it? Because there's so many different ways to look at this concept, right? Yes, yes, for sure. For sure. Yay. And one other question for you at this. So then now getting back to the family setting as the, let's just say the organization. So we talked about in a business, you have core values in our family life. We also do. Mm -hmm. And in a business, a lot of times you have uh, missions and visions, which I know you do so great work on that. But when you bring it to the personal life, I think one of the things you mentioned earlier is purpose, right? That mission, mm-hmm. that purpose. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to navigating life and being the most fulfilled and even being the most eloquent in communicating with others, I think that clarity and that purpose mm-hmm. is so crucial. Like, mm-hmm. why do the things you do? Like, why do we learn <laughs> every hour of every day? You know, why does yeah. your husband loves fun? Like, my husband does too, right? Yeah. And I'm yeah. a little bit more on the learning, less on the fun. Yeah. Anyways, talk for yeah. another day. Yeah. Um, how is like, what are some strategies or tips that you have for somebody that doesn't feel they're clear on their purpose? I think it's very common. A lot of women, you know, mm. especially midlife, right? When mm. they pause and say, okay, what do I actually want to do with myself, mm-hmm. with my life? And I think that purpose becomes such a big question that happens, you know, right. in that stage. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, my story around purpose was, it was working with a coach. And as I worked with that coach, I 
I just, I thought I kind of had it figured out and <laughs> that I wasn't, you know, 100% there. And it was just through um, uh, my willingness to really uh, do that internal that. work. And uh, which is hard, mm-hmm. you know, it's not easy to do. Yeah. Um, but through that, I it just it just kind of started showing up in different ways. And um, where I, I would just, you know, when I finally um, got there, it was like, yeah, you know, bingo, like this, this is what it is. And so, um, yeah, I, I needed that external kind of, you know, person to kind of, cause I would go into my own head too much and yeah. then it would get like, Oh, right. Like, yeah, I would, I would get confused or, and I would read because I'm always reading and learning. And then I would think, Oh, that's it. You know, and that's mm-hmm. it. And it's like, no, no. So I almost had to like, you know, um, say, no, get, get more one-to-one help to get to that place and then from there be good I'm you know I'm solid and and I feel Mm. great about it and and this is it so yeah I love that I think that is excellent advice because we can only see so far right and I think the whole point like both of us like we've invested in coaching extensively (laughs) I would say I'm a believer of it not just as providing as a service but also receiving that as a service right and I think perspective like all the information that we could ever learn is probably online somewhere on google at least in some form but Mm -hmm. it's the perspective of that information right it's the attachment of meaning to that information and how it applies to us it's very unique that a coach can provide that we can never just google it (laughs) right um and i think is what you said like i think for a lot of women that they had such full lives that often involved putting so many other people and their needs ahead Mm -hmm. you know we get busy and it's almost like a way to delay doing the work which is totally fine you know it's part of life and coping and whatnot but then either when we become empty nesters or retirement or some other major change even hormonally sometimes that the body says okay it's time let's do the work I think the word you use willingness is a really key you know I think it's exactly what it takes is be willing the the road doesn't have to be hard but it's also not going to be the easiest thing we've ever done right like that Mm -hmm. inner work that self-accountability the taking real responsibility for our feelings and feeling them is pretty scary (laughs) right Um, But I also think that is so important. Like it's very much the core of the work I do as well as a true commitment and mission that getting women to through looking at their bodies and their physicality actually get to know themselves right in a deeper way. Uh, And I love her to share that for you, even with all your business knowledge and so many years of expertise, you still needed somebody else to, you know, look from outside and give you the perspective of what you're seeking inside. And I think that's so good. And women need to get, ask for help and accept the help more often. <laughs> Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then yeah, for anybody that wants to learn more about you, it's either if they have a family business or if they want to explore work with you in other ways for themselves, where can we find you online and tell us a little bit about what you offer as well? Sure. Sure. So um, for family-owned businesses that are in a place right now where they are in um, disruption 
and they're feeling challenged and feeling overwhelmed and not sure what they um, where they're going to go, what they're going to do next. Um, they uh, can go to ridethewavesguide.ca and that is where I've created uh, just a very simple um, document and it gives an outline of some of the top three strategies that I've learned from my, um, yeah, it's it's been a few decades of uh, family, family business uh, growing up and then owning a family business. And um, and otherwise, um, I you can find me at dreamteamconsulting.ca, and uh, that tells a little bit more about my story and uh, what I do and who I do it with and my dream team that I've been building over the last uh, couple of years. Uh, so and we're, we're going with uh, with the business on that side of things. I love it. And any social platforms that we can find you as well. Oh, LinkedIn is, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm most active on LinkedIn. That's wonderful. Now make sure to put all the links in the show notes as well. And I know yeah. this is not a video thing, so only I can see, but you have these beautiful waves, like the ocean <laughs> behind you, which, you know, from knowing about your work, I know it's such a beautiful picture of what is possible, right? And I always like to think that it, no matter how much chaos there is on top, the moment you get a second just below the water level, there's so much stillness, right? And I think yeah. you chose a perfect metaphor uh, for the yeah. work you do. So, yes. Well, it's, it's my purpose, riding the waves, helping people ride the waves. That's what yes. I'm all about. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you so much for your time and for sharing your energy and expertise with us. It was such an important conversation. And I think Anytime we bring empowerment, right, to things that are perceived to be very difficult, I think we're, you know, contributing to the betterment of the world. So I really thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you so much, Julianne. It's been a wonderful conversation. Mm -hmm. Yes, likewise. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy, and until next time.